0: Welcome to 216 and you know, a link to the past randomizer podcast. I am your host, your agent. This is the season one finale episode, uh, with a awesome guest. We've got Solsky on the show today. Wanted to, uh, wanted to end the season with a, with a big name and we got it with Solsky. So, uh, uh, won't take too much of your time before we get to that interview. It's a really, really fun interview. I really love talking with Solsky. Solsky's such a good guy. And, uh, he likes to have a good time, right? So what's going on? Crosskeys tournament's going on. Uh, two and one. I just played my match today against Smirk in the one and one bracket. Spoilers, I won. I'm two and one. I was super nervous today. Like uh, Smirk is one of those runners that's just up and coming and uh, making waves and doing some really good things. And I uh, was really excited to race him for the first time. We, I think we've done a couple of pickup races and stuff, but doing our, our first tournament race was able to pick up the win, but, uh, I was sweating it the entire time. I never found boots in the seed and, uh, and <laughs> smirk did. Uh, so when I watched back the race, I was like sweating. Oh man, how did I, how did I even pull this off? But, uh, was able to make a play into these town and get my pod big kind of early. And that was kind of the difference in that race. So, uh, you know, glad to get the win and, uh, not overlooking anyone in this tournament. Like, uh, Crosskeys is Keys uh, is an equalizer, so not taking any any win for granted. And uh, excited to see who I get paired up against uh, for week number three in the 2-1 bracket. That's going to be a scary bracket. A lot of huge names in the 2-1 bracket, so uh, we'll see how that goes. Past guest on the show, Nielsen Alex, is going to be at ESA this week. His run is on Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, 5 a.m., <laughs> Pacific. so i'll probably have to catch the uh youtube video that or the twitch vod of that but uh really excited about that run from from nilson he's been putting a lot of time in on uh teenage Mutant ninja turtles for the nes if you've jumped into any of his streams lately you'll see him doing some practice runs and uh we all remember how terrible <laughs> that game is yeah, it's fun watching uh, Nielsen play does a really good job and uh, the big thing with that is the RNG for the Technodrome level. If uh, if you can get it on the first drop-in, uh, you can get a pretty good time. But if you don't, then your run is kind of screwed. Uh, so you play the entire run of the game for the most part until the second to the last level. And if you get bad RNG, your run is basically over. But uh, if you can, jump into the ESA chat and uh, cheer on our boy Nielsen Alex. 8 a.m. this Thursday. Going to be a really fun run to watch and uh, cool to see Nielsen on the big stage. Not a lot of, uh, of other rando things going on. I mean, with Crosskeys Tournament and the Kaz Boots Tournament and the Homemade Beer Structural Mic Tournament. Uh, I can't remember the name. It's one of the silly names. Another Link to the Past Tournament or whatever it's called. Uh, it's Lots of rando is happening and lots of it is being restreamed, but it's not the main tournament, so it's not as centralized. Lots of, like, cool jank streams are happening so it's a really fun time right now where you have tournament races but none of them have a mandatory 10 minute delay and uh, people are able to enjoy them a little bit more san diego comic-con just happened and uh, being a big mcu fan big fan of the marvel cinematic universe movies it was cool to see some of the stuff that was announced they announced two new avengers movies in 2025 that's pretty cool fantastic forward towards the end of 2024 they released the black panther wakanda forever trailer that was really good the she hulk trailer big fan of like the she hulk comics especially some of the more modern ones and uh, it looks like the show is kind of capturing some of that vibe from those comics that's pretty cool so excited to see that a bunch i mean there's, there's just so much mcu stuff that's coming out uh they announced a new captain america with sam wilson as captain america called Captain America, New World Order. That's pretty cool. They announced a Thunderbolts movie, which is pretty neat. A Daredevil show, which I think has 18 episodes. That's an insane amount of episodes for Disney Plus. With Charlie Cox coming back as Daredevil and Vincent D'Onofrio back as Wilson Fisk. So that's pretty cool if you're a fan of those Netflix Daredevil shows. Obviously, it will be different than the Netflix Daredevil shows, which were amazing, by the way. If you haven't seen those, check those out. I think they're on Disney Plus now. Uh, But really excited for Daredevil Born Again that's going to be pretty neat. A lot of cool stuff. That's kind of what I've been focusing on (laughs) watching a lot of uh, the news from San Diego comic-con stranger things season four is all finished. Big fan of the way that show ended big fan of season four in general. I thought that was show was a lot of fun. Not going to give any spoilers away or anything, but I'm always willing to talk stranger things in the discord. So if you ever want to talk stranger things, uh, I'm a sucker for it because I loved season four actually rewatched seasons one and two with my kids and, uh, it was their first time watching it. It was a lot of fun. They really enjoyed those those first two seasons and uh, had a really good time with them. So, all right. So this is the season finale. Uh, we have Solsky on the show. We'll get to the interview. And then coming up after the interview, going to announce the entire lineup for season two. Uh, we're going to take a two-week break after this episode. And we'll be back with season two and it's going to be a little bit longer than season one. So that's cool. There's just so many people that I want to talk to and it, I just want to talk to everyone. <laughs> so uh, we'll have the that announcement at the end of the episode with a special guest. That's going to be fun. And then, like I said, we'll take a two week break and we'll be back. I'm loving making 216. It's been super fun. It allows me to enjoy this game in a way that uh, I wasn't enjoying it before. And uh, it's all because of you. If no one was listening, uh, I'd still probably make the show because I'm having fun talking with the, with the guests. But the fact that the numbers for each episode climb tells me that uh, people are at least sharing the show and the and the word about the show is spreading. And uh, I don't know, warms my little heart. Added a two sixteen t shirt to the Fear Agent Teespring store. There's a link in the announcements and a link on my on my Twitch page to that. I've got my Fear Agent t shirts, and then we added the two sixteen shirt. I think I'm gonna add my tracker icons as stickers. I think someone requested uh, the Ganon with the X around it as a die cut sticker. So I'll definitely be adding that one. If there's any of my tracker icons that you'd like to see as a sticker, let me know in the Discord. Again, 216pod.com is a link to the Discord. You can join there and, and let me know. I'm also thinking about maybe just putting the tracker images on just like one sheet and then you can kind of cut them out yourself. I don't know. Let me know. What do you guys want? If if you want to support the show, this is kind of a good way to do it. I'm never going to charge for the show. Don't think I'll ever make a Patreon. Uh, the show's not free. It costs me money to, to host this stuff and and, and everything. I don't, I don't really care about that. But if you want to help, you know, support the show, I guess that's a way to do it. I never really want to ask people for money for the show. If you can get something out of it, a shirt or a sticker or whatever a twitch sub with emotes or whatever then then that's probably the best way to financially support the show so we've got those t-shirts we'll add the stickers uh, if there's anything else you'd like to see i'll add it a mug there's a fear agent mug maybe we'll make a 216 one as well if there's any 216 or fear agent merch you'd like to see in the store just let me know and i'll add it and uh appreciate everyone really i really do all right solsky our guest on the show today again big name to close out the show solsky has been around for a long time, so we really delve into like his history of the game, how he came uh, into Link to the Past Randomizer, his role in SMZ3, the smoke match, which I have a link to Axe Breakdown in the show notes if you want to check that out. We cover it all. It's a really fun conversation. Love talking with Solsky. so no more wasting time. Let's get to it. All right, Solski. one of the things that uh, I'm excited, uh, one of the reasons I'm excited to have you on the show is... You've been a part of the community a lot longer than I have, and you've got like a, a pretty rich history in the community. Uh we'll talk about smoke, obviously. Um, but you also <laughs> crossed over into um Super Metroid, which I have almost zero knowledge. So I'm gonna pick your brain on some Super Metroid stuff. But when did you start playing Link to the Past Randomizer?
1: Oh god, let's uh let's wind back the clock to the golden age of twenty seventeen. Geez, um, yeah. I guess when I start looking at randomizer, right? Like, obviously, as a kid, um, you know, grade schoolish, trying to link to, link to the past, renting it, and like you talked about Super Metroid, owning the cart, mm-hmm. uh, the golden days of, of gaming, some of my favorite times, right? But yeah. uh, 2017, yeah. uh, got what was it? It was I think it was it was either on YouTube or Twitch. It was uh, the the first like big big tournament that they had in 2017, the spring one. Um, and it was uh, <laughs> I caught the tail end of an Andy match. Okay, go okay. figure. And yeah. Andy, I don't know who he's playing, but he just like owned this guy. And the guy was going on about like, oh, you know, I had this happen, I had that happen. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! You're telling me there's a competitive game where I can like mm. have these kind of excuses at my disposal and. You know, if I lose, it's not <laughs> yeah. that bad, I'm in. Yeah. So, no, it wasn't really that, but it was, uh, sure. it was, it looked like a lot of fun. Uh, uh-huh. And I was like, oh, this is such a neat thing. Cause I've always played like the hacks, the link to the past, right? Like, uh, I think the big one, Parallel Worlds, gets thrown out around. Uh huh. Yeah. I think that's people's first uh, <laughs> interface in, or interlay of that. So, I, uh, yeah, I, I took a shot at it, played it for a bit. Uh, played it a bit offline for a while, actually. So, for a couple of months, was practicing and uh, ended up getting in my first race. And I was so nervous that I, I died in an escape, uh, but I was still <laughs> second in the race. Like oh, I, I nice. I played so well. I was still second. And uh, Frame, of course, was was first place in that race, by the way. Sure. Um, but already, I was like, oh, this is so cool, right? Yeah. Were you
0: doing speed runs or were you interested in speed running at that point?
1: No, not at all. Um, Like, speed runs were cool as a as a, as a spectator. Like, mm-hmm. I was following some of the earlier GDQs at the time, you know, like Zos runs. Uh, or a particular one, I remember, uh, who was that gentleman's name from SM64, I can't remember the guy's name now. Oh god, it's gonna kill me later, but, uh, yeah, uh, Siglemick, that's the, that's the one. Yeah, mm. so I watched his runs, you know, and, like, it was so much fun, right? So, I, yeah. I didn't really get into the whole speedrunning thing until much, much later with more Super Metroid, but, uh. Yeah, no, it was just, like, a fun, casual thing to race, and I thought it was just, like, really cool that, hey, yeah, uh, not only can I do this, but then I can, like, race competitively against people as well for fun, mm-hmm. uh, and that was so, pretty neat.
0: Yeah, let's take it back. So, as a kid, you're growing up a Nintendo fan, is that what, because, you know, like, uh, if you're growing up in the console, early console days of Nintendo and Sega, yep. you kind of, unless you were rich or whatever and had both, you know, it felt like <laughs> you are either, like, a Nintendo guy or a Sega guy, um... Did you fall into one of those camps, or where so were I'll you?
1: Throw, I'll throw the third camp in there, and the PC guy. So I was actually a oh. PC and Nintendo guy. I was really lucky growing up. So uh, this is like so, early PC days, right? Like, what were you right, we playing? So we're talking like the Windows 3.0 days, and then the Windows mm. 95, 98 days. Uh, I'm not going to borrow you with like, you know, the ski-free kind of times, but uh, Lands of Lore was one of my favorite uh, early PC games, right? Like the mm. RPG um, real fun game there, but also getting into early online, right? So we were early adapters, right. like modems and stuff. So uh I think the first one I ever played like online was like Westwood Online, Command and Conquer. I actually did really wow. well as a kid too. Like I was like top 30, like good. Wow. But also not a lot of people play, like there's a couple of hundred people, right? Sure, and I just sure. like rushed people <laughs> as the allies or what was the GDI <laughs> that's the one uh-huh. But uh, yeah, it was just kind of that and I I think that's where I kind of got the initial kick for competitive gameplay Right, but then so there's, there's a, obviously the couch stuff with like say playing with my sister uh, like, you know uh, Mario Kart is probably the easiest example of one that you like play competitively, right? So a lot of mm-hmm. fun there, too So you
0: were competitive like at, at an early age then like yeah, yeah very try to be your sister
1: in Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sister in Mario Kart and, like, any kind of two-player games. Uh, another early game was, like, kind of a... I don't know if a lot of people have heard this one, like, Subspace. It was, like, one of the first online-only games. I was actually part of a national team for one of those kind of offsets of the game. Hmm. Uh, and I was, like, only, yeah, like, it. 11. Yeah, so wow. <laughs> it's kind of crazy.
0: So was uh, SNES your first console, or re- did you have the original NES, or...?
1: Had the, yeah, I had the original NES, Game Boy, SNES, and 64. So it's pretty much a Nintendo guy up until maybe the Xbox. The first Xbox came out.
0: Mm. So you're a just a crushing the Mario games, crushing Zelda games, crushing no. Metroid games. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That'd be it. Kind of. <laughs> you kind of sunk your teeth into you immediately, huh? Yeah. But you're going back and forth between like console stuff and very early PC stuff. Did that translate into more PC stuff later? Is like as you know, the early 2000s kicked off and there was more and more online yeah, gaming.
1: I, I think so. Right. Like the online stuff was more from my, my fix on like competitive gameplay more or less. Right. Like, um, you know, Quake three arena was just out, uh, just before high school at that point, And that was another one that I would, uh, would get into. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, that's probably where I leaned into. Uh, and then the console stuff was more, you know, some somewhat the casual stuff, right. But still trying to, yeah. you know, it's playing the single player games or whatever on the Nintendo consoles. Did you stick
0: with all the Nintendo stuff like GameCube and and 64 I, Wii and all that stuff?
1: Yeah, GameCube was like one I took a break from when I got the Xbox. And mm. The main reason why I loved having an Xbox was like when Xbox Live came out. You know, you 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 go to a friend's house that has Halo and they, they can play it online. You're like, oh, this is crazy, right? Because Xbox Live was like this new concept. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that I, was really I cool.
0: remember because yeah. bef- even I don't even know if Xbox Live was a thing yet. Uh, I was in college and we all had our own Xboxes. So we had to like link them together, like yep. with like actual land cable, to yep. play like uh, uh, together because <laughs> we weren't even able to play it online yet. Uh that, that was those were the days, though, man. It crushed a lot of Halo in uh, hell, yeah, yeah. Six, like sixteen player each on their own CRTV, <laughs> you know, just these giant TVs lugging everything around. That those that, that was a crazy time.
1: Yeah, the good old days, right.
0: Totally. Those are, yeah, those are, you know, getting really drunk or high or whatever, and then just crushing Halo is <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when we're supposed to be in class, you know, that, that's the good <laughs> stuff. So, so you said uh, Qu- Quake was your game?
1: Quake 3, yeah, was mm. a, a big one. Did Age of Empires 2 as well. So I had like RTS and first person shooters. That okay. was kind of what I would gravitate towards on the PC. And then, like, you know, Diablo 2, of course, but it wasn't really as competitive more of a mm-hmm. you know there's multiplayer but it's not as competitive with the pvp so sure uh, so that'd be like my online fix and again the console gaming was just like my single player like couch co-op kind of fix kind of there
0: mm-hmm. what was your first interaction with like twitch or or even speed running like were you watching stuff on youtube before it was on twitch were you watching stuff on justin tv was it gdq that kind of got you into it or where was it
1: yeah yeah so it was probably justin tv Right, like, I can't remember the guy's name, but there was like this one streamer that would always play like Abe's Odyssey or those kind of games, right? Like those puzzle games where you're the alien, you're going through and solving some stuff and you're an alien. Uh, mm-hmm. so I watched a bunch of that it was just kind of entertaining right and to have it on there so it's like, oh this is really cool so it was like way back before twitch at that point right
0: mm-hmm.
1: um for like YouTube for like gaming content it was like a, a couple of let's plays for like parallel worlds kind of got me into that and then the gdqs f- thereafter once I once I stumbled onto the gdqs that it was over right like yeah it's like oh totally. man this exists this is so cool right like just to see people yeah. play these old games that I loved uh you mm-hmm. know growing up and kind of getting that experience on so not only like, crushing me ability-wise because I was, you know, your your perspective is like, you know, only skin deep, right, until you get exposure to the internet back in those days. So, right like, you're like, oh, I'm so good at this game. And then you see people just, like, <laughs> bust <laughs> out, like, 120 yes. stars on SM64 uh, or, like, yeah. Ocarina of Time. And it's like, wow, wait, you could, no, you, you can't do that, can you? Like, I know. this is crazy, right? So,
0: yeah, I, I feel like I was pretty late to the game. I think one of the first things that I saw was, panga do super mario world blindfolded okay which at this point was like i don't know six or seven years ago Uh, time has kind of flown by but i had no idea that like people were just destroying these games the way they were um so when gdq happened and i was able to stumble upon it, it's like wow this is this is impressive (laughs) like i had no idea like uh, I knew I wasn't that good at games because I was playing like Wolfenstein 3D. Do you remember that? Like uh, the first yep. oh, was it yeah. Castle, return to Castle Wolfenstein, I think it was yep. like me and my cousin were living together. I had this like janky ass PC and was just like spend hours, you know, trying to to kill Nazis and stuff. But yeah. so tell me because I've actually never played Parallel Worlds. How did you find that ROM hack?
1: Uh, I think it was honestly from that YouTube. Let's play. I, I watched like mm. Early days of YouTube, right? Like, just right, I don't even know how I stumbled upon it, right? Like, a lot of this stuff's kind of in the fog these days, but yeah, yeah, it's been so long ago. But uh, Uh yeah, I stumbled upon it and like googled it, right? And saw what it was about, how to get it. I'm like, okay, ran it on an emulator. I'm like, this this game sucks. Watching it, (laughs) watching it, playing it, super, watching it, and play are like two different experiences. I felt like it was like at least the original version was like, hey, Uh you're playing on an emulator and you're gonna have save states. I feel yeah. like a lot of people share that sentiment because it's like, it's so hard, like you mentioned, right? Like, and it's, it's balance is broken. Some puzzles are kind of off, but you know what? It's like, it's new Link to the Past content. You've never played it before. It's like a familiar, um, you know, a familiar feel to the original Link to the Past. So, I, you know, I loved it for that, right? But mm-hmm. a, it was kind of, I was kind of left waiting for like a little bit more. And it was kind of cool to sure. see what they could do with that. Like, okay, what else can you do with the game, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And then you find the randomizer, and then everything's.
1: That was it. Yeah, that was the tables are
0: completely turned. So you you yeah, you're playing offline a bit beforehand just to kind of get familiar with the game. Like, how familiar were you playing Link to the Past? Yeah, like I haven't played.
1: Yeah, I haven't played for like God, it was like two to four years I haven't played from that point or touched it. Mm -hmm. So definitely ran a couple to not only get myself re-familiar with the game world. So when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about locations. Sure. But then, like you know, okay, how do I kill these bosses? Right. What items do I need to get to these areas? Right. So those are the things that you right. didn't really had to think about because of how the game was constructed, mm-hmm. and that natural ebb and flow of the game would say, okay, you need to go to A, B, C, D, in that kind of order. You had a little bit of leeway in Dark World with a couple of dungeons, but most part you you kind of had to go that path. Right. it's just like, okay, well, you need to find your Dark World axis, and then you need to get to Cannon's Tower, and you're like, uh. Uh, okay, so I need this item and then where are all the chests again <laughs> like, So that <laughs> right. was kind of the concept of like relearning where all these other chests were in the game that yeah. like, Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. And That was kind of the mm-hmm. process I want to go through rather than just jump right into racing because I knew there's gonna be like just tons of Those kind of hiccups and I didn't really want to waste time on that right like I just want to learn it right. first and then get a little bit good and skill at the game, but not like like this is before the practice hack, or I think he even knew about the practice hack. So this mm-hmm. is this more like learning the core game?
0: Do, do you think you have a natural aptitude to like, I, I guess I don't want to say speed running, but just like developing skills in these games. Cause I, for me it was, I. it's, I had to really teach myself. I was never as good as I hoped to be in video games. So there's always like a, a pretty big uh, learning curve. Um, do you, do you feel like you have the same thing or were you, you were able to adapt pretty well?
1: I think I was able to adapt pretty well, right? Just again with a lot of competitive um, background in games, like I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier about being like on yeah. a national team. It was a small, small time thing; it wasn't a big thing, right? But those kind of experiences were kind of help to kind of play in that competitive level where I wasn't really too worried about like where I was in the race. Mm-hmm. The more worried about what I was doing, and I kind of compounded it into like what I needed to do to kind of get good quick. Which again was mm-hmm. like, okay, learn the game. The more the locations are. You know, learn the bosses. Where, where are my biggest time losses, right? Was one of the things I, I told myself or asked myself. And, of course, the bosses. If I die, I lose, like, three minutes, whatever, at yeah. a dungeon, right? So it's, like, one of those things, okay, so we need to practice that, right? Like, and then yeah. once those kind of core fundamentals go, like, you kind of build on on other things there right. as well. Um, but I think a big part of it, too, is just, like, that mindset, right? And, like, I'm so kind of comfy in that zone where I'm not, like, really overthinking it. And, uh, you know, I've gotten that trap where I have definitely, and it's shown in, in some tournaments in the future. <laughs> um, but, like, I felt like I played at my best when I didn't really worry as much, right? Like, I just kind of mm-hmm. went out there, did my thing, and then whatever happens, happens, right?
0: What about, let me, let me ask you this, because there was, when I started, Emo Tracker was already around, which is, like, a pretty good introductory tool where, you know, like gives you map locations. And, of course, we have Dunker tracker now and stuff and some yep. other other trackers what was the tracking situation for you in
1: 2017 like was there a way to was cross products tracker available or what were you I using don't, I don't remember which one I used I don't think it was emo to start mm-hmm. uh, I think there was another tool that was out there but it was very like it was just the tracker right and that's kind of mm-hmm. how I learned the game that's how I continue to play the game I don't like use a map tracker right? okay so it's one of those things where luckily like the basic suite kind of works for me uh, I feel like a lot of you guys are spoiled with that map tracker. It's totally. such a cool tool, right?
0: Yeah. I, um, I think there's a, like a sentiment for, I, I want to say older guys, <laughs> yeah. older people in the community that were around before the map trackers were commonplace where it's like, uh, you know, like you and zero rush and Andy and things that yeah. don't really ever take advantage of it for whatever reasons, just cause you're not used to it or, you know, you learned without it, but it's, it's, you know, it was such a valuable tool for for new runners, I think, Mm -hmm. but also maybe a hindrance. I don't know. I don't know where you land on map trackers or not, but some, some people rely too much on, on it for doing all their logic, but.
1: Yeah, for sure. And that's like, I don't want to skip too fast forward into the conversation, but like, you know, talking about stuff when I was on the council, right? We would, uh, Mm -hmm. we talk about map trackers and and trackers and stuff like that. And I think that was my biggest bone to pick was that I loved map tracking for what it had to offer for newer players. Yeah. As a great tool and suite that can help them, um, you know, learn the game a lot faster than I was able to, right? Because there's yeah. it's such a powerful tool. But the the trade off on that is that now it becomes a reliance on that, and then it gets yeah. to the question of should we really have this in the competitive space, right? Because then it comes to the point where. Okay, I'm just like seeing all these boxes disappear and I'm just kind of following those boxes, right? I'm not really yeah. thinking so much as I'm just kind of, okay, this is what's left. This is what I need to do kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that's necessarily what happens because I know some people are probably like, no no, Solski, that's not how it works. But, uh, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. again, that's just from my my instance, like just kind of using it in like a limited space where I'm just like, mm, it's it's nice. But for me, it's it's just not for me, right? So...
0: Sure. Yeah, I remember having that conversation being part of the council because you and I were both members of the first, at least the first term. I'm well, not how sure how long. <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: not, how long did you stay on? Were you on for a couple? I think I was one and done, I think. One and done. If yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah, because uh, P Train and them were on season two, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was. So I was, yeah, it was only one season. Like him and Hot on it, but I felt like, you know what? At that time, um, I think I wasn't racing as much anymore. Anyways in the past so I kind of wanted to step aside for some guys that were up coming in the community And you Mm -hmm. had some great candidates come in anyways and take my place right, but I like my place in season one I kind of wanted to try and help out and kind of grow it and you know um, Do the best I could I know we had a lot of issues with season one not so much Like from a council perspective, but more like a lot of issues to deal with right as the first council It's almost like you, you get into this new role and then like your boss comes around and plops those folders down on your desk. That's kind of like, <laughs> like what it felt yeah. like, right? So
0: yeah, it was like, what, what are, I mean, here's, we're a council. What are, what are we doing? Like, yeah. oh, you guys have got to figure it out. So I mean, we'll go back to, well, you know, we're going to jump back and forth, but let's talk about, since we're already here, let's talk council stuff. What made you want to apply on the council? And then tell me about your, your feelings about that first term that you, that you, uh, that you did.
1: I thought it was just like. It was a super cool concept, right? Like, I, I haven't heard of a kind of a group of runners that kind of had their say and how the competitive worked. I know in other games it's kind of drifted that way, but they didn't really have, like, kind of an official uh, title towards it. And uh, not so much, like, an authority, right, but more just kind of, like, helping out the community and, and with some of their issues, right? And, like, obviously cheating was a big one uh, at the time with Season 1, but just other things like rule sets and new glitches coming down the pipe and everything like that. So it was really cool to kind of have voicing some input and have some, uh, you know, valuable, um, feedback and, and just discussions with my peers was, uh, was really fun, honestly. Um, I kind of enjoyed my my time on the council for that. I know there's like some parts where it was kind of a you know a bit of a pain in the ass, right? Like yeah, <laughs> dealing with uh someone's uh, you know fourth alt for the for the ninth time, kind of thing, right? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that may or I mean, may not in Stony Town, right? But like yeah, yeah,
0: totally. And the banning of Ultima was also also you know that when you have to ban someone, it's never a yeah. good time, especially with I didn't have a relationship with Ultima. I'm not sure if you did or not, but you know people were friends with him, and and that sucks. yeah.
1: I knew I knew him like, you know, I was friendly with him. Uh, talked to him a couple of times at like SGL and stuff. Got to know him a little bit then. But then after that, he was like, he was gone. Right. So it was like I was just starting to get to know him. Yeah. And then he was out. Right. So that was one. I feel like you're in the same position. where I to lean kind of on a lot of input from other people. Yeah. Regarding because I wasn't too familiar with the case, but the evidence was pretty compelling at that one. That was just yeah. like it was almost it was almost like. Just completely open shot. And I know like, you know, you can always look at these and kind of. Sure. You know, one comment I actually had to uh, talk to a couple people about like GDQ. Um, the second one I went to, I was talking to a couple of people and like, man, but like over one race. And I was like, I mean, did you see all the notes on the one race? So like it's. <laughs> yeah. But I also I also added too, as like, you know, it's not quite public, but it was one of those things like, you know what? There were other instances as well. You mm-hmm. know, this is the one case that was public and you know scrutinized but there were other instances as well that were kind of uh, identified as well right so
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and i and i mean one of the things that the council you know one of the reasons the council was there was because the admins that created altpr didn't let's just say they didn't handle cheating well no right like it was this sort of albatross of like what to do and then like people calling them out and you know then just they needed something, so it made sense for them to like pass it off to, to a council. But speaking of cheating, <laughs> I mean, you have one of the most infamous oh. uh, moments, uh, yep. in, in ALTTPR history when it comes to cheating, and that's the match with I Smoke Meth Daily for twenty What's I can't, even, I never remember his full name.
1: Uh, yeah, I Smoke Meth. Ma- 69 with all underscores yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: just okay so tell me from your perspective what did you end up winning that race i forget he he won it right no
1: i i lost but it was close right and i mean obviously uh, he
0: cheated yeah and would have lost big time because of where uh. the hammer the hammer ended up being on on uh zora and he skipped it and then once you got it beelined <laughs> to, to zora um so what was your perspective uh, after the race during the race just just kind of give us your perspective on it all
1: all so kind of like go like before the race right like it's swiss uh i think it was the 3-3 swiss mm-hmm. i can't remember which one it was but uh i'll be i'll be quite honest at the time i didn't know of any suspicious play uh you know i knew of one person that was banned beforehand um and that was kind of shocking but mm-hmm. from what i was told um it was more like i don't want to reveal too many details of like how they're caught and everything like that because you know Confidentiality, yeah, yeah. but um, um, you know, it, it sounded pretty okay. It's reasonable. This is okay. So they just kind of did this, and uh, I, I didn't really think too much of it, right? So at the time, I, I guess I can say I was pretty innocent. <laughs> if you want to want to say that to like cheating and stuff, <laughs> even like other games, yeah. right? Like I didn't really think about it. You know, FPSs, uh-huh. there's aimbots and macros and like F- RTSs, right. but uh, yeah, when we're going to this, I'm not like thinking. I'm not in that headspace to saying, oh yeah, someone's gonna she'd a zelda randomizer, but yeah totally um, and then it happens
0: so, in your race obviously you don't know it happens while you're racing right like yeah, you, you're and, racing you just lose and you're kind of like probably a little bummed right
1: well it sucked cuz at the time it was someone i looked up to right cuz he was a good runner uh he seemed mm-hmm. friendly i again other people might have other interactions or whatever but me it was limited and he was fine with me right and Mm-hmm. I was really excited to race them I always my big thing with this like my earlier time in racing is I was like I always want to race Like I had like a hit list of people I want to race like I want to race ACL MLM I want to race smoke mm-hmm. I want to race I think Andy was in there, but uh, boy howdy if I raced him over the years um, You know just like the really <laughs> top guys because those are like your benchmarks and those are like okay like, how good am I really? Like, Mike, the yeah. Mike the viewer, right, was a good one, too. Uh, Zero Rush would have been a great one, right? So it's like, it's mm-hmm. those kind of matchups where I'm like, oh, man, I hope I get destroyed by these guys, but I'm going to have so much fun doing it. So I mean, we get in the smoke match. I'm like, oh, I've, like, I've been practicing hard. I want to really see, like, how far I can take this. And then, like, I'm playing it, and then he, like, beats me. I felt so good in that race, too. Like, I felt like I got really lucky in the start with that hammer. Like mm-hmm. really over protecting Zora and that was kind of a it was kind of the meme strat early too I think it was when waterfall cave was just implemented and we' mm-hmm. like coollahan was like a really strong start so it was like a good combo and it just landed in that hammer and it was all oh, this is so big right because I knew I knew in the back of my head meth would have went uh Aga right because I watched a lot mm-hmm. of runners and I knew kind of how their habits were so I was like okay I'm kind of cruising here and then I got Gomo to a good spot Uh, I didn't like I think my goma was like in Penn and ice and I didn't like where it was But I felt confident enough with how the start went. I'm like, okay I should still have a chance Then I saw the finish time as I'm I'm climbing GT or kind of entering gain or whatever I'm like, oh man, Um, but you know, I was happy. It was a close race Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the DM started coming And then it was (laughs) like crazy, right? Like I had I had people asking me like so many questions about it I was like Wait, what? And I saw so many people like were upset. Like that was the first thing I saw. I was like, wait, what's what's going on with this race? Like I I, I didn't really know what was going on. And then, you know, um I then I had like admins approach me and ask me what I thought about the race and everything like that. And like, hey, have you have you had a chance to go back and watch the race? And then uh, and then I think Ak was asking me a couple of things, but then then his infamous video came out. And yeah. uh let me tell you, like <laughs> i'm not saying this against any party but like this whole experience at this point like i honestly wanted to leave like i felt mm. so bad because i was like this yeah. is such a big matchup i'm looking forward to and it was like yeah i felt like i was like oh man this this really sucks mm-hmm. so then it was like you know i was talking to the admins so i was really neutral for it I'm like guys i, I don't have to tell you in my experience i can kind of say okay maybe this is a little reasonable I definitely have questions about this stuff, but you guys are going to be able to determine more than I would, right, at that point. So um after that, I didn't really hear much, and then he kind of just said, "You know what? He had to go take care of some stuff, and then he was gone." Right? Like it wasn't so like he official, actually,
0: yeah. There was no ban on him,
1: right? Yeah, no official one, right? Like I, I think the terminology is he wasn't banned, but it was kind of a thing where he was he left before he can get banned. I think it's the <laughs> right, proper way to right. put it. But I think so that's what really, up, yeah, yeah. He, he knew and he, he got out of dodge before, but like I think it was one of those things that you'll probably segue to next is um you know that was like the start of the scrutiny of cheating. Mm-hmm. And you know, I feel like that's where you're talking about when you're saying, like, you know, the admins maybe didn't do as good of a job initially. Yeah, and I'll agree to that to an extent. Um, but you know, at at that point, like I feel like they didn't really have a lot of discoverability or or you know experience in it was the wild it. west,
0: man. It was yeah. the wild west. Like so, everything be is new. Yeah, I mean, we're playing an old game, but everything yep. about Link to the Bass Randomizer is still relatively new. I mean, you know, if, when you consider like the Racing Council is only a, a few years old and, you know, it, the explosion didn't really happen until like 20, late 2017, early 2018. And, yep. you know again the game's old but the randomizer of the game is only four or five years old um so it it makes sense that there's not you know a way to i'm not you know i'm not downplaying what the admins did um they were all trying to figure it out so it made sense for there to be a council at the time but yeah all right so let's 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 rewind the clock just a little bit and go back to when you when you first started playing Were you, were you able to find a community or were you kind of on your own? Who kind of embraced you when you, when you first started playing the game?
1: uh bent easy was the main one right like we mm. kind of hung out a lot and and chat with uh each other that sort of thing played a lot with uh you're gonna laugh at this one stogie town was another one uh i know you I mean, guys kind of had a little bit of a yeah. history but <laughs> yeah i mean i um i didn't know it was stogie at the time but yeah. Yeah, yeah totally yeah so stogie you know this is beforehand and there's like there's a whole story i feel like that's untold with him that we can maybe go into but sure. um so there was there was him you know i think uh god tip of my tongue it's so hard to think of about it right now because it's so long ago. I guess in, in these days, right? <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, Ben and Ben and Stogie were probably the big two. Uh, I know Teach was in there too. Uh, we'd race uh, from time to time, and uh, I think that was. Yeah, I know I'm gonna get flack for this from people and just be like, mm-hmm. really, Solsky you didn't say me, but I like my, I'm just kind of drawing a blank right now. <laughs> sure. I'm like that really yeah. early, but there's like, there's obviously people I talk to too. I feel like the yeah. first main tournament I, or I guess the, I should call it main tournament, but the first tournament I entered was that entrance tournament and that debacle. And that was my first experience tournament mm-hmm. play. Uh, how much do you it know tends. that tournament, by the way? Not a lot. That was, yeah, okay. that was before my time. So, I'll give, I'll give, you know, the, the audience and, uh, and yourself kind of a, a brief history lesson on that. So that was like probably the main, mainish ish tournament I did. It was entrance. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was having fun with that. I was learning entrance, everything like that. And, uh, this I remember
0: cross keys, right? There's no, yeah, this isn't, this isn't this is like key sanity entrance. It's literally just entrance at this it's point. It's just
1: entrance. It's like early ado- adoption of entrance. Right. So you're talking like simple, basically. I can't remember if it was simple mm-hmm. or full. It was one or the other, but it was basic. It was like basic, basic entrance, no keys. Mm-hmm. Just entrance. So I was learning that on uh, on stream one day, and uh, it was either asdar or Jay into my chat and uh, I was talking about like pedestal like oh, I got to scout a pedestal and he's like one of them were like yeah don't bother it just like never happens in entrance okay no problem <laughs> lo and behold the next like five seeds all had pedestal seeds mine was included one of them and I like I was against Pika Palace right and uh, you know Pika Palace a real good runner uh-huh. it's one of those things where, like where you don't want to lose because you had like pedestal knowledge three minutes after they did because you were just mm. like oh it just never happens <laughs> right and uh, I think you can see where I'm going there's a there yeah. was a bit of an investigation on like cook seeds if you want to call them that or pre pick seeds and it was sure. of Yeah, they they handpicked them wow. and it was one of those things where like, wow, no one just wants to play in this tournament anymore and then like there's like this whole thing between like Ben and croya that I don't really want to go into. It wasn't anything personal to them, but then the org went into Kroyo's chat and spoiled locations for him when he was oh, racing geez. Ben live. That and sucks. that's where I stood up. I was like, what actually the hell? So like I got a discord with the lads. I was like, guys, like this is like we got to do something about this. So yeah, we that all kind of like sucks. pulled out after that. Like we were like, yeah, we're, we're done. See ya. Yeah, that's nuts. That was the <laughs> oh, first man. tournament, by the way. That was the first tournament. <laughs>
0: That is like, bananas
1: I, I've heard like people get flack for other tournaments and like I've heard flack about the main tournament and like the picks and stuff like uh-huh. guys trust me perspective it could be much worse much worse <laughs> much yeah. worse it's yeah. funny to
0: think how fine-tuned the tournaments are now compared to you know when they first started again it crazy. was the wild west like yeah it crazy. was people just trying to figure this shit out and nobody really knew and then obviously you have some shady shit going down too as well.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: So you're playing in the tournaments. You do you did the five twelve uh Swiss, obviously. That mm-hmm. was the uh where the, the the smoke meth race happened. How did you finish in that tournament? Do you remember?
1: Oh god, I don't remember, honestly. I wanna say I made groups, but I'm not sure if that's true or not. Mm.
0: Uh
1: I either main groups washed out or I didn't make it past Swiss. And I think it was that okay. match that was the decider. That was the other thing that was kind of like, oh, that sucks. Was that like the win was still on smoke side. I still had the mm. loss, even <laughs> though the, they're like, man. yeah, yeah. so like I had that, right? So I'm pretty sure I didn't make it past in Swiss on that one, Um, mm-hmm. but that was all right. I made yeah. brackets and a ton of other tournaments afterwards. Right? Like, I think that was the last one where I didn't. I After that, I just like started turning them out. So,
0: so when did, when does Super Metroid get introduced to all of this?
1: Are you, oh, was man, the Super Metroid
0: g- randomizer happening around the same time as Link to the Past? Because I honestly have no idea. Yeah,
1: okay, Yeah, it was. So there was another, <laughs> like I I, didn't, I wasn't aware of Super Metroid randomizer. Like I I was focused in, zeroed in on the Link to the Past and, uh, you know, people like uh, Total were working on Super Metroid randomizer. There's a couple of other people there as well. I don't, quite remember the names, but um yeah, there's a couple of other ones working on as well. And um they had their own thing, right? Like their community did their own thing with it. They didn't really have a lot of um cross play or cross iteration between mm-hmm. Link to the Past and Super Metroid. There wasn't a lot of, you know, you have Super Metroid runners that are coming over to play Link to the Past random or vice versa. So right it was kind of like, hey, this is our community's kind of cool thing and this is our community's kind of cool thing over here, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of just stayed that way. Um, until One fateful Day, as I'm sure you're going you to talk about, is that Super yeah. Metroid Link to the Past combo randomizer came out. That was sick. When was I this? Was is thing. this 2018, 2019? That was like early 2018, yeah. Okay. Um. In fact, the tournament rushed like it was a it was a, a third party tournament I guess you can call it um, rushed in to try and be the first tournament for SMZ3 so which was crazy because it was still in beta hmm. and it was still they're still developing the logics right so they have <laughs> so they basically yeah, <laughs> yeah so the logics were basically based on Super Metroid's randomizer logic so they had like this normal casual one or it was like okay you only have to really do these fundamental tricks in Super Metroid which you know it's kind of I don't want to say condescending to call them that because they're not that easy <laughs> it took mm-hmm. me quite a while to learn a couple of them but uh, mm-hmm. the basics I guess you can call them and then there were the really okay you need to really learn the game to to play this mode right and then um, so we're playing that so we're playing like the tournament mode the harder version of it which was built for racing by the way um, and it really only impacted Super Metroid but not linked to the past and then they came out with the hard mode logic that we know more or less today and like some people dropped out because they're like yeah we didn't build this logic to race we just built it as a fun thing and they're like yeah no we're gonna do it on hard mode so then we all had to like sit <laughs> down learn all these new tricks yeah like that are just like insane that like we we're weren't really done in super metroid rando before either so we were like okay let's have some fun with this right but yeah it was uh i stuck with it and just it was a good opportunity to kind of learn the game so, and because uh, you
0: you're going in fresh right like you're playing yeah. link to the best and yep. you you may have played super metroid in the past as a kid but you i mean there as far as i know there isn't a lot of uh, rom hacks or if any for right for super metroid um, so how familiar were, were you with super Metroid at this point? And was it your, your friend group that kind of got you into it? Or like what, what kind of put, put its hooks in you?
1: I can't remember exactly how I stumbled upon it. I think it might've been Alu and wild were, uh, were doing something about it with like a speed gaming thing where they're showcasing it off. I think that's what kind of mm. got me into it just to see it. And I was like, oh, this is sick. Um, then got involved with it right away. Just like learning it, and learning the game, playing super Metroid standalone, learning that random. That was fun. I'm like, okay, let's try this tournament logic. I tell you, man, I got into a seed. Like the first seed I played for Super Metroid Rando was like a four reserve no E tank, Fantine required. And I was like, oh, okay, this is all right. I'm gonna have to really learn this game because that was like, <laughs> <laughs> that was rough, right? So, yeah. so there was like those kind of bumps in the road. But again, it was a lot of fun to learn a new game. Uh-huh. Uh, for familiar, I was uh, way more familiar with Super Metroid. It's a shorter game, but I also played it a lot more because I owned the game mm. as a kid. Right. I 100%ed it like every playthrough, so I more or less knew most locations mm. already. And uh, it was pretty familiar. Like, I'm still playing, except for one minor change, the same original controller setup, which some people say are insane, where X button shoots. But, uh, you know, I'm just used to playing like a lobster and kind of claw gripping <laughs> sure. my controller. And <laughs> All right. <laughs> playing it that way, right? So
0: so you kind of, you stay within the Link to the Past Randomizer community, yep. but you kind of become a SMZ3 main. Like, are you helping out with uh, as, they're, as they're developing this? Because you're there early, right? They're yep. still in beta are you helping out with the logic or are you helping out building the community like what what it was your role
1: i would say days? my role is more as a runner and just kind of a you know a community figure and just like helping out with the game and exposure and running it and everything like that uh you know i exposure being like my <laughs> 10 to 20 viewer channel at the time right but uh <laughs> yeah. just having fun with it and uh having a good time is a is kind of a cool kind of collection of of you know, new, I guess, members of the community, right? Because now you have exposure to Super Metroid runners and you have links yeah. to past runners or kind of getting friendly and everything like that, right? Because there's these new faces that we've never kind of mm-hmm. interacted with. So it was kind of neat that way. And uh to compete, like my first, like my my big loss to get out of the the first, uh, I guess the the rush tournament, the hard mode tournament was against Zost, right? So <laughs> a play of the guy that I used to watch, GDQs, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, play Super Metroid. I was like, oh, this is going to be... Awesome. Like again, yeah. talking back to the I want to play the best. Yeah. And uh yeah, he killed me. But it was you know, I had a lot of fun with it. And uh Super Nintendo Taylor actually showed out to him. He had a really good run uh in that tournament too, right? Like I, I didn't know he like he played a lot of uh Super Metro as well, but man, he like went all the way to the finals, I think. On wow. that one, right? So with, uh, I think, Asdr taking it, so.
0: It's such a weird combination. Like, obviously, yeah. it makes sense because they're both Super Nintendo games, but there's... And the randomizers work on their own regards. Like Super Metroid randomizer and Link to the Past randomizer. Mm-hmm. You smash them together. It's just such a weird combination because the skill set is completely different. Like playing yep. metroid and playing rant and uh into the past is not the same at all not, did you find the transition <laughs> difficult uh or has it become easier
1: i think it was easy for me personally uh for a couple of reasons like super Metroid is a, is a shorter game mm-hmm. so to get the basics down it's it's far easier, right? Like and you know, some people will be like, what are you talking about? That's that's a terrible game. Like some people actually don't like Super Metro because of all the movement. I mean they're wrong for sure. (laughs) It's like one of the greatest games of all time. Exactly. But but you clean up the movement as you kind of play in practice, right? It's like Link to the Past, right? Like you're not gonna like get all these pixel perfect dashes on your first try it's the same with super metroid and getting all your ledge grabs and your short charges right. and everything like that it's stuff you learn right but i think the I platforming
0: like it, is just a bit uh, because again we're looking at when you think of metroid you th- kind of think of mario you think of zelda you think yeah. of castlevania stuff and mario's mario's platforming is so clean yes and i don't want to <laughs> say that metroid's is unclean but it's it's finicky right like the platforming is pretty it's tight it's just a different sort of platforming that is it just feels a little bit more clunky than like super than than mario Um, the term
1: i've heard is it's the scientific term is actually it's jank and i absolutely (laughs) absolutely agree with it because it's like it is right like you have to you have to learn about the nuances of it to kind of understand how it works and you just get so familiar with it and again it's a shorter game so you can pile on the hours a little bit quicker to Uh kind of okay so this is how she kind of maneuvers operates and even to this day i'm just like wow man like this this game is nuts sometimes but uh yeah. it
0: is it is and the stuff that they that you guys have been able to do with like you know glitches and, and all that stuff is pretty nice as well did you ever move into speedrunning either super metroid or link to the past randomizer
1: uh or, super Metroid, actually Vanilla game you did so link to the past no so my reasoning behind it is that nmg to me was boring i want to sure. say right like it just it felt like it was it was such a I, it's kind of weird. Like, I know I've talked to a lot of people about it. I know I've talked to Aerie about it and kind of like the nuances I feel like with NMG. Um, but I felt like at the time, it just didn't really appease to me. Whereas mm-hmm. Super Metroid being like a game that I grew up playing. Like, you know, Link to the Past, I rented. So it wasn't really as close to my my heart. Like, I kind of developed mm-hmm. it as I went along in my life, right? But Zero mm-hmm. are has kind of always been there. So it was like, all right, let's let's give her a go. Right. And just um, it was great to do that too, because I felt like to kind of really do well on the randomizer, I felt like it was really far more beneficial to do the speed run than say like learning NMG for link to the past because I could pile on like tons of hours on bosses and stuff in link to the past. And sure, I can get like death by a thousand cuts on some time losses here and there. But like, as we talked about earlier, like bosses are probably one of your biggest time sinks. Like yeah. if it goes wrong super Metroid like that's just death of the thousand cuts that's your only option like about a, ba- a mm-hmm. bad boss fight would compound but like you're losing time like the second you step into that game you're not performing well mm-hmm. um and it's just it it's kind of multiplied too like versus how good some of these runners were so I kind of identified that I was like I gotta I gotta bulk up on this so I learned the, uh, the any percent route and practiced that for a bit and got pretty, pretty confident. I'm not really at the time I want to be right now. I want to go back to it eventually, but it's one of those things Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm kind of comfy where I'm at for now. Uh, I got what I needed out of it and I don't need to be the best runner in the world to kind of win a randomizer race, luckily. So it's one of those things (laughs) where I'm like, okay, this is good enough, right? So. Sure.
0: So you talk about, you know, wanting to race against the best and, and, you know, uh, trying to compete. Just to kind of be in the conversation with with some of the best, and now you're you know a couple years into the game and you're a contemporary with with a lot of these runners. Uh, you said you you started going to GDQs as well. Have you been have you been going to GDQs?
1: Yep, yep. So first one was 2019. I went to 2020, the last live one. Um, both AGDQ's GDQs before obviously uh, COVID and everything like that happened, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was great, right? Because uh, 2019 was where I got to meet a lot of uh, people in the community, in both communities, right. Mm-hmm. Um, Get to play some SMZ3, some Link to the Past, you know, some Super Metroid, hang with some people, meet some, a lot of great people from the Super Metroid community, a lot of people from the Link to the Past community, and, um, you know, just kind of, again, just get that FaceTime with them, right, because everything is yeah. online through the medium of text or their streams or whatever, and you don't really get to meet them. Right. It was kind of good to spend some time with them and everything like that, right?
0: Yeah. And I think were you even at uh Speed Gaming Live, the one that they had? That was yep. actually live?
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was at that one. That was a, that was a lot of fun. I think right, um, cuz that was
0: very linked to the past heavy. I mean, there were super metroid people there as well, but Yeah. uh very linked to the past randomizer heavy. Um yeah, so, it was good
1: because it was just like it was more close knit because it was more tied into those communities versus yeah. like just gaming as a whole, right? So, right. it was smaller, so you weren't getting like lost in the in the sea of people. So, <laughs>
0: right, I mean, GDQ is huge and it's yes. you know a week and it's mm-hmm. a million different communities because you have all the different games that are that are going on and stuff. But yeah. Was it what was so what was that feeling like when you start when you start meeting, you know The the people that you're watching and, and start Oh, uh, great, know, right not just being a fan. You're part of the community now, you know, like
1: it, was, it felt really good Right just to kind of meet them because like to me like it's like you gotta look at it from my kind of perspective for a second It's like I'm driving out there nine hours on the road from like, you know Ontario Canada all the way down to DC area for the first GDQ, uh-huh, right? So uh-huh. I'm obviously putting in a lot of mileage just to kind of come out and meet these people <laughs> and it's like obviously these people hate me, right? like <laughs> just like, I guess I'll just kind of play, you know, rando for a week and just, that'll that'll be it, right? But, like, Uh, no, it was a lot of fun meeting people, like, going out to dinner with people and just kind of getting to know them a little bit better, right? And, uh, again, just kind of get those personal touches with them, right? So it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, and it's, I guess it's probably hard for you to say that you're equal or are in equal footings, but, you know, your name is synonymous with with a lot of this stuff now as well. Like, uh, you know, you... You have a very, very, you know, you're one of those people. You're Solsky. (laughs) You're the eggplant (laughs) of the community. Uh, When did that happen? When did the eggplant sort of become your symbol?
1: Oh, God. I don't know if it was... I think it was Antidomy aka Sephia, I saw I use it once and I didn't even know it was a sprite option at the time But when I saw uh-huh. it play it, I saw the animations, I like, dude, I gotta play this <laughs> thing once <laughs> Because I used to do, I used to do the Hyrule Knight, like the ball and chain Okay uh, Guard, that was, that was the old sprite I used to use a lot, and then I transitioned afterwards to that, right? Uh-huh. So it was kind of like, I, I kind of like, I don't know if it was so much from the smoke match or what it was Like an after-effect, I was like, I kind of want a new coat of paint, right? And I just stuck with that one, I'm like this thing's hilarious yeah, so I just like catch it with really it and like, you know, I, I get like I still to this day I get people in my chat be like, N- new viewers popped up, you know, so and so, one two three four nine. Um, why the eggplant? I'm <laughs> just like, why not? Yes, why
0: not? Why not? Why yeah. not? Because they
1: all they always think it's yeah. like that that you know. The other meaning for the eggplant. I'm just like, yeah, it's the. I just think it's hilarious. Yeah, I I just think it's hilarious. It's a well-made sprite. (laughs) Yeah, sure. I make jokes all the time about him praying at at the desert. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen him pray at the desert.
0: Paid attention to it.
1: Yeah, it's so funny. Like, you you, what he prays at the desert tablet to open up desert. It censors. (laughs) Oh, it does. (laughs) Because he's like he's like putting his feet together. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's I have so to see it, it. like so now now it's a dick basically yeah and that's every time i see it i just lie i just kind of to this day i still kind of crack up right it is
0: good the bunny sprite for it is excellent too right it's the peach yeah, the peach. yeah yep. that's yep. so good so you uh, you're part of the community uh you end up joining the league i'm gonna say in season one um season two actually yep was it season two? Okay, so season yep, yep, two yep. Uh, with, I think, my favorite name that's ever been, and there's been some really good names in the league, but the U-Tang Clan <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, with uh, Apathy Duck and, e- and Emo Saro. So tell me yep. about y- your guys' like, kind of journey into the league.
1: Um, I can't remember who asked who, but it was like, hey, you want to do this? Sure. And then the U-Tang Clan was formed. That's pretty much the backstory. <laughs> right that, seems, that
0: seems about <laughs> right. That seems about right. Do and you, then do I just you who came up with the name and the idea and all that kind of stuff? It or? was either
1: Duck or Emo, and I was all uh-huh. bored with it so I was like, Oh, yeah, I love the U-Tank Clan. That's awesome, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, because, you know, Emo t- has like a lot of people don't know. Emo has like a big uh, musician's background, right? And Duck um, right. likes his rap if you've been on his channel, right? So uh-huh. uh, it was kind of a natural thing for them. But then like it, it just got off the rails so quick. Like it was literally like that night I asked them at like 10 and p.m. And then like 4 a.m., Emo's and Duck are like DMing me like the concept art for that logo. I'm like, are you guys kidding me? <laughs>
0: because <laughs> you guys went full board with that, that was excellent
1: yeah it was crazy i was like what is this <laughs> uh-huh. so oh, so God. emo
0: does race uh mostly just tournaments now um yeah and then duck is mostly was mostly a i don't know i gotta talk with duck i don't know if he was doing alt first or metroid first but you know he had become a part of the the crew of the smz you know z3 runners
1: um, I Think he's both uh, right like he did a lot of link to the past NMG stuff He did the helped out with the all dungeons tournament that happened a couple of years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, obviously he was big and SM has a much better time than I do. Uh, he's pretty good the game I, I give him a lot of flack yeah. at it, right? Like I'm just like come on duck like really 46 by the way, right? Like I'll go into his <laughs> chat when he makes those mistakes But uh, yeah. you know, it's just kind of getting under his feathers uh <laughs> yeah. lock a better term, right? So
0: <laughs> Was that so were they just part of your crew then or the people that you were hanging out with is that how the the team up happened?
1: I think I just asked them, honestly. I was like, hey, yeah. uh, how about how about we just do this, guys? Because I think they were like... I was joking around with the emo boat league, and then she mentioned something about Duck. I was like, all right, well, let's just form a team, guys.
0: And it, okay. Yeah, and you guys... Yeah. I, I can't remember how you guys did, but you guys played for a couple seasons, and then you jumped ship.
1: Yeah, uh, we did great in season two. Uh, mm-hmm. We got stomped by Andy's team in in the brackets. I think that was the first team we raced against. The the coveted... Uh, no, that was, that was the... The regular season where andy did that death hover yes I, <laughs> and then evo no, and yes. duck just yes. like there's nothing you could have done don't worry about it right like it's yeah. just like oh um, man that one,
0: if you can find the, there's a vods on youtube for those but that was yeah. you versus andy right and andy yeah fairy hovers to, to uh, death not, then, uh, yep. uh yeah par- paradox cave and paradox cave was just loaded, like yep. loaded, and it was just like up oh, GGS
1: just killed me. Uh, just like dead on <laughs> yeah. arrival from that point, right? That, that yeah. happens, but yeah, totally. It's just one of those things, right? So, but uh-huh. uh, yeah, the and then the third season we uh, we didn't do so hot, but. Honestly, we came in with, like, really kind of mediocre expectations, right? Like, it was kind of a him and high moment if we really wanted to do it. And we're like, yeah, we'll just do it. We'll just have fun with it. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the results. We played to get some, a lot of really good teams. Uh, I think Season 3 was, like, really strong from what I remember. Yeah, you're and part of the Invitational,
0: was, too, as well. Like, yeah, Invitational Yeah, stack. and it was like,
1: yeah. yeah, we, like, wall-to-wall. And I, myself, personally, I remember I got matched up with a lot of good runners that just, like, kicked my ass. So... Uh, it's just one of those things like, you know, what, still have fun doing it. It sucks yeah. losing, right? No one likes, mm-hmm. no one really likes losing. Um, but it's just one of those things that you do it enough. You kind of learn how to kind of handle it. So it's, it's just one of those things like, yeah, it, it, it happens. It's fine. So, but then you join Pug Trio. <laughs>
0: yeah. So how did that, how did that go about? Because Wadey was, uh, so the Pug Trio was Andy, Futon and Wadey and yeah. they, they, Always make the playoffs, but they never I don't think they won a playoff series and then Wadey you know went away and retired from from Rando doing mm-hmm. his own thing. How do you how do you get fit fit in there?
1: Okay, so I was in Andy's chat one day and uh in his channel and he's talking about uh, you know, people are asking him, Hey, are you guys doing season four? Are you guys doing doing season four? And at this point, like, um, you know what, like Doc Emo and I already knew we weren't gonna go do another season. So we're like, Yeah, that was our last rock kind of thing. And uh, I just like jokingly put in his chat and, like, hey, so uh, if we is no show, uh, you know, how about uh, how about me, buddy? How about me? And, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I guess there was another person that was asking at the same time, too. And Andy just like slides into my DMs like a week later. And he's like, uh, so you want to join? I'm like, yes. <laughs> and then that was that was pretty much was it, it. Right from there. Yeah. yeah and you guys
0: it. actually had a really good season, right? They actually. Yes. Yes. Uh, what made it to the conference finals, I think. Yeah, against, we like, did. The um, I can't remember who I, it was against.
1: For me, I don't feel like I did that well in that season either. I I definitely did better than the third season, right? But I, I felt like I didn't mm-hmm. play as well. Uh, but I actually did practice. Like, this is kind of a rare thing for me. I don't normally practice these days. I haven't practiced a lot since like 2018, actually kind of a mindset and methodology thing we'll talk about maybe a little bit later, but um, you know, I actually did practice because like I knew that like they had some rough locks in uh, in, you know, brackets and stuff like that in the playoffs. and I kind of want to help them go deep and sure enough, there were some pivotal matches where I helped them like get in there. Right. So it was good yeah. uh, to see them go so far. Kind of sucks they weren't able to get a championship because like Andy hasn't gotten one for a while. Futon, I don't think has won one yet. So um I've won a couple with SMZ three at the at the time. So I was just like, yeah, it's got one yeah. for the team, right? So
0: I remember seeing you. I think you and Futon were doing like veterans co op practice, which was yeah. a little surprising to see. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, that's that's like something I don't normally will do for a tournament. Like I don't normally practice at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, yeah, let's let's get this one right. And we got all the way to the finals we ran into a really, really good team, right? And uh team Titan Mets So Oh yeah, that's right. That yeah, it was the finals. That's right. Yeah, yeah. God, we ran in I think we ran into all really good teams, honestly, in that bracket. It's like error two sixteen, like <laughs> I said, I don't know, boys, like flip a coin, it's probably gonna land on them like 70% <laughs> yeah. of the time. So yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Uh, so let's talk. Let's
0: talk a little bit about that. Where are you at p- as far as playing the game goes? Because I don't see you play a ton. You've kind of moved into like a restreamer role almost, but you're still Crazy, playing huh? in tournaments and stuff. So what, where are you at as far as? Playing the game.
1: That's a good question, right? So I'm like a new dad now. So it's hard for me to commit to, to tournament times these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to pass in the last two major tournaments, actually. Uh, minus SGL, because it was like right around the, the perfect time. I think I'm going to do uh, the SGL on site uh, events because I'll be there again this mm-hmm. year. But um, cool. for like the, the major tournaments, I try and shy away from them these days just because there's such a big commitment, right? Like, depending yeah. on how far I go into them. I go into them like, hey, I want to go in there and compete so i don't want to waste other people's times but it's also i don't want to you know go through that gauntlet kind of thing do i do i really want to go through that that timeliness of it because you know you got to go and schedule your matches every week um they run forever like historically yeah. especially these big major ones they've run for actual ever and yeah. you know i to be honest there's a big appetite away from that like a lot of runners are talking about like you know what i don't really like these big tournaments anymore for this reason mm-hmm. like a lot of them are getting families now And it's just like, it's really tough to be able to kind of commit that timing and that amount of like, you know, effort and, you know, keeping up with the game. And a lot of people do like to practice uh, during tournament time. Luckily, I'm one of those guys that don't, but um, (laughs) luckily, yeah, yeah, it just helps so much with the mindset, right? Like not doing that, just, you know, I know how to play the game, just play the game. You know, I could be a little bit sharper with it. Sure. But. You know, I think it'd be worse. So that's kind of why I don't do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, um, I was going to say, and then you mentioned like just the restream stuff. So kind of going into like those invitationals, hosting those and uh, and like other content as well. Now, it's kind of just like a fun project right now that's been getting a lot of good traction, honestly. Yeah, tell um, me more about out. the
0: Invitationals, because you've run a couple of them, right?
1: Yeah, so the first one was, like, an SMZ3 one. Uh, I wanted to run, like, a really cool concept of, like, a shotgun tourney. Because, again, like, talking with my peers, and they're like, yeah, I hate these long tournaments. So I kind of want to host it a really quick, cool tournament for them. I kind of, like, it was my first one I was running, so I didn't really want to run in it as well, and, you know not be able to kind of talk to people or kind of manage stuff if needed. So I kind of was like, all right, whatever, I'll put up some money for it. And, uh, you know, guys just have fun with it and got a lot of positive responses, like from the viewers, from the runners. I had Fiesel DM me afterwards because it was hosted on SD saying, yeah, man, like you did great on this. Like, It was like their their hottest ticket for that weekend. And like we were beating out like Zos versus uh, I think it was Zenny in the SM any percent tournament, which was crazy to me. Right. Like so like we're we're beating that draw. So like I knew like. All right. All right. So there's buy in. Right. So fast forward like and they take forever to kind of procure and talk to runners with and get everything kind of straightened out. Uh, Fast forward to like, you know, late. I want to say last year. Yeah, late last year where I invite the runners for the second one, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do the second one. Uh, it was going to be SM and Link to the Past and some smz through with Andy and you know, I. And that was mainly because like I kind of shoehorned myself and how I had it set up with that kind of pick system and like how I had the drafts work. So it was something where I had to have a neutral match first within mm-hmm. that system that I, that I more or less stole from Age of Empires. <laughs> and, <laughs> nice. And yeah. uh, so I was like, all right, Andy and I will just race the first one as the captains. And then we'll let the other runners like go through the ebb and flow of the tournament. And uh, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, that one did well, too. That was on my own channel. So that was the first time yeah. I did like one of these things on my own channel. And that was like, again, well received. And then like I started like looking at like, OK, so what other cool kind of stuff can do? Like so fight night I was talking about where it was like sh- kind of showcases of matchups, like friendly matchups, you know, whatever, or like anything mm-hmm. that people want to showcase or whatever on like Saturday nights. And then, like, I just start, you know, like, taking it one step further. I'm like, what happens if I just start casting tournament matches? So then Andy, like, actually approached me. He's like, I want you to cast all my matches. I'm like, uh, OK, <laughs> like like we're good friends. Right. But it was just like out of the nowhere. He's like, yeah, I want you to cast all my matches. I give you my permission. I'm like, well, what about like the other runners? It's like, I don't care. I'm giving you my permission to cast my matches. <laughs> so then yeah. I go and ask the runners like, hey, I'm doing this thing. Are you OK with it? And whatever. And it's like gotten a lot of good response. Yeah. Uh, and Andy hosts them on his YouTube. Uh, right. And uh, I definitely have been enjoying the, the kind of backlash of that because then like a lot of his YouTube viewers have been in like in droves just following my channel because of it right and they're like mm-hmm. oh man he's doing so good at commentating and everything and, and that's cool and all it's, it's not really why I'm doing it so to speak I'm just kind of having fun with it right like it's just kind sure. of a, a neat little byproduct of it
0: right trying to find something that you can enjoy that's not necessarily exactly. racing right yeah it, it, it's
1: totally. so it's so it's like less stressful it's like mm-hmm. hey the match is happening I can I can kind of set it and forget it I don't have to worry about like the mental prep going into a match for like a tournament I'm just like I, I'm just calling the actions I see and it's a lot easier for me mentally these days too right like I'm just like mm-hmm. I'm just talking about a race watching it not playing it at like a high level, yeah. level right so yeah it's it's been a lot of fun
0: yeah the fight night stuff has been really cool you actually feature I was featured on there we the can yep. with you with a little yep. cross keys animizer that was uh that was pretty fun yep. yep. yeah it was good times all right uh so we're gonna wrap this up but I do want to end it because you talked about um on, I want to end it on this topic you talked about getting used to losing that's not something that my mind (laughs) in the last four years has been able to wrap itself around and so I like to ask the guests about tilt and how you handle tilt and how do you handle losing and and how do you how do you approach it so what is your approach to not getting tilted out of the game
1: okay so I'll I'll start by saying that I'm definitely not an angel when it comes to that like I think everyone is susceptible to it like everyone has their moments where like oh man I shouldn't have lost this this sucks Mm -hmm. Um, for me personally like and I found like I performed at my best at a tournament level. When I, I kind of look back at my idol, uh Stefano from StarCraft 2, a really skilled player, really good at the game, didn't practice, didn't really look like he gave a shit, right? But he did, obviously. But <laughs> uh, it's just his yeah. demeanor where he's just very cool and calm about stuff and he just kind of took it at face value and he did really well because of it. So it's one of those things I'm like, can I? Is this like the, is this the juice? Is this the magic? You know what I mean? The formula? Mm, yeah. And then like, The first SMZ3 tournament I did really well, I was undefeated up until Andy, and I lost. I took that loss so hard. Like, I was, like, I was in a bad spot. Like, I was about to, like, drop off face the earth for And then I I joined the next 1v1 one. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to play it like that. I'm not going to care. I know I'm good. I can just kind of go out there and just play the game and go from there and... Sure enough, I won it. And I honestly, I did not practice for a single match, like even against like the Aussies, even against the Astros. I just kind of did my thing. And, you know, I I lost a couple of matches in that tournament, but not very many And ended up winning the whole thing, right? So it's just one of those things where I'm just like, that's kind of what's missing. Mm. And that's, I think, for me, at least it was a lot easier to kind of accept that. Like, I know I'm going to take losses. Like when I lost against Az in game two, I'm like, you know what? I could have played better. I kind of threw it away by not doing a couple of things, but you know, there's still game three, right? And it was that mm-hmm. ability to kind of understand that to, to kind of help me put myself in a healthy mindset for game three. And that game three was awful, by the way, because I like almost last location something. But as last location did harder. Right. So (laughs) again, it's one of those things like you always got to remind yourself. It could always like even though things are going bad, they could always be going worse for the other person. And it does. (laughs) Right. So. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of good of those like, you know, concepts of like you're playing poker. I like using I'm playing golf. I'm just kind of playing by myself in my score. Mm. reflects the leaderboard versus how other people are doing it's kind of the same thing they're playing the same course you know what i mean right
0: so. so you're not necessarily playing your opponent you're just trying to do the best you can and let the results exactly fall as they may and not let it
1: exactly and there's like some go. meta stuff like oh well, they like going here in gt or you know maybe mm-hmm. i think they're gonna go here like you can make those kind of calls but ultimately when it comes down to is how you play right so that's sure. the primary of my focus to
0: so focus on your play not so much on your opponent's play and let it exactly let, let the results it, it, be what they
1: are it, if you lose it's like whatever like you'll you'll take the next match or even if you lose the next one it's like you know those things are going to happen and it's just yeah again it's like what you want to get out of it and I think that's a a crux that a lot of people it's hard for them to get over and I totally get that Mm because I've done so much competitive gameplay and I've taken so many losses bad Mm -hmm. that I've just kind of been like you know what it's just not worth it just like go with the flow enjoy it and go from there right Sure.
0: cool man is there anything else did we miss anything i know there's like a million things we could keep going on about but are you good
1: oh we can we can talk all day but yeah i'm good though thanks for having me we really <laughs> had a lot of a lot of fun chatting right so
0: okay so i had to bring a ringer on to close out the season and what better ringer than an alttpr than the ringer himself Gamachu? yo what's up dude Yo, how's it going? I, mean, I feel a little. I feel pretty honored to be here. Yeah, back again. We're not going to talk back again. anything about you. We're going to talk about everyone else. So season is over. We. This is the season finale of, uh, of the podcast. You were guest number three, which seems about right, right? Like not okay, quite number one,
2: yeah, not <laughs> quite <laughs> number two, number three. Seems uh, I, know, just being, just being on the show. You know, it feels. It's a big honor to definitely <laughs> be here. Anytime there's a chance to talk about myself, I'm going to do it, right? Oh, for sure. (laughs) Totally. All right.
0: So we're going to reveal the season two lineup. Uh, So uh, season where this is episode 13, we had a surprise guest with Obscure coming on the show after winning the main tournament. That was really cool. Uh, And then we wrapped it up with the, uh, what you just heard with the Solsky episode. And so we're going to take a two week break and then we're going to be back in two weeks and we're going to kick things off uh, with, dude, this, this guest guest list is huge like i i was excited everyone agreed to be on the show in season one season two is insane so we're gonna go alphabetical and there's a lot we're, season two is gonna be a little bit longer than uh than uh season one but well you know that's that's how we do it here however we want we do whatever the fuck we want uh <laughs> all right so i'm gonna tell you the person and and uh, gamma is gonna tell us uh his thoughts and tell us why he beat them in a race. All right, uh season 2 lineup. <laughs> this is alphabetical. This is alphabetical. Uh when we start off with a banger, we start off with Andy. Uh he's not oh. this is, this, is, this is not the first guest on the show. This is the first alphabetically. Just just so we're clear. But I mean Andy, uh, he's the dude's a, practically the
2: face of Rando, isn't he? He's I mean, a big he name. really is. <laughs> Like, he's the reason the people... so many yeah yeah that's what i was about to say you know most people that came on to the rando scene is because it's, it was a match they saw between andy and uh what's the, which one is it christos, christos, christos. Owen. yeah mm-hmm. yeah. so this this is a big start it's like a big start at rando so that's already a big
0: name already starting off the list here that's huge so andy will be a guest in season two uh next up Days cloud Oh, Days Cloud,
2: uh, the uh, one Randall player who ended up getting a, nearly a sub one twenty cross keys finish time.
0: <laughs> yeah, Mister One Twenty One. yeah, yeah.
2: That that that's amazing. No, that's
0: <laughs> he's a really good runner. Yeah, I'm actually and looking also, forward to seeing what they have to say. Yeah, and I get to try to out deep voice him too. That that's gonna be fun. <laughs> 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 All right, how about this, Arier? Oh,
2: dude the current world record holder of link to the past nmg right yes no yeah, the yeah nmg world record holder yeah another big name i right hear already, huge already name. the guest number three and we already have uh andy days and area that's yeah. already huge that's insane <laughs> he's, he's a really yeah god executioner runner so i'm looking forward to him like a legit yeah a legit god
0: executioner unlike you who just kind of no, gets by wash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> plus he's like the nicest guy too like if you ever have any interactions with Aerie it's just he's just so nice and, uh, and awesome to the community so really excited about that. Uh, Herfy Durfy will be on the show for season 2 oh okay
2: yeah I know right. he you're not a lot as of work familiar work. right
0: yeah, you're not no, as familiar with
2: Herfy as as others. No, not Herphy, but I do see his name quite a bit around, especially in the GoMode podcasts. I know he does a lot of uh, episodes there. Yeah. And I do listen and, uh, to him every now and then.
0: Yeah, and I mean he's been around for a really long time and kind of more like a, an administration role with like the main tournament and stuff like that. Um I've actually been on GoMode, but I've never actually had a conversation with Herfy on the podcast, strangely enough. Oh. Try to bring him on, bring him on the show to, to, to
2: do this that. This is your way to try to get him here then. For, yeah, uh, like, finally. oh, man, I yeah.
0: really <laughs> want to talk to Herphy. Let me go on his show and then show up a couple times and he's never there. So uh, that'll there be There you go. Laoria <laughs> uh, of Light will be on the show next
2: season. Oh, oh, I, I know her. She's She's been around for about, I want to say, two years. I remember when she started in uh, as a runner in GoMod Podcasts. Yeah, uh, it's definitely good to see a runner, you know, two years later, still, uh, you know, killing it out there. And also, uh, as I recall, got a really nice spicy win in SGL versus uh, Aria, right? Oh, did she?
0: We'll have to talk about yeah, that.
2: I, yeah, that's something I'm, I'm looking forward to. You know, there's these, all these people that have already, you know, listed so far. I'm looking forward to what they all have to say. Yeah.
0: Uh, um, it's cool because she was like you mentioned part of the the mentor tournament. I think was she? Did you mentor her that year? I don't think
2: so. I don't think so. Okay. I no, not that time. But I think she's also currently a,
0: a, a mod, right? Currently, I think I think so. But what's cool is she's like part of this like big class of that mentor tournament. Of there was like a whole bunch of them that came into the community and kind of formed like the 40 bonks and stuff and have kind of taken over. <laughs> like they're oh, all yeah. over the place and they're all really good. And she's, she's a part of that. So that's going to be a really fun conversation. Yeah.
2: Looking for, her. I think they even refer to her as like the mom or rando over in 40 <laughs> bonks. So it's <laughs> yeah. funny to
0: say that <laughs> that'll be good. Uh, we have Malmo on the show. Super Malmo world is sometimes she goes by on, on discord. Oh God. Yeah. I have seen her. I think she's also, she's a, Big uh, glitch runner, right? Yes, yeah, she's really big in the glitch world, NMG world, and uh, you know, you and I have not participated at all in any of the uh, overworld glitches uh, or no logic or any of that stuff. So, getting no. her perspective on things and like just kind of learning about all that stuff, I think is uh, is going to be a lot of fun for season two. That'll be yeah, that'll be awesome. That's for sure. Excited about that, uh, Matt seven eight nine eight. Maybe my favorite runner in the entire community. <laughs> this
2: guy's also i know he's another execution god out there has a really good nmg time also plays yeah. a quite a bit randall yeah he's uh he's pretty he's on top of his game when you race him so yeah that's another he won, scary uh,
0: yeah one sgl last year too oh right 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 he did
2: win oh gosh yeah he went through the entire tournament without taking a single loss did yeah, he that was, was it no loss damn I don't think he took a single loss. I could be wrong, but, yeah,
0: that dude, he's a scary name. He's a scary name out there. He is. Plus, he's he's Canadian, and he's nice and awesome. So, yeah, I love watching Matt run. I'm a big fan of, uh, big fan of him, so uh, it'll be fun to have him for Season 2. Uh, Matt Cap will be a guest
2: on Season 2. Oh, Matt Cap. Uh, I like to poke that guy around a lot. I know he's a big name out there in the Spanish community, and I tend to give him a hard time every now and then, but... Uh, He's definitely a fun guy. He's definitely a fun guy. I I like to mess around with. Uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah. I am I'm excited because I don't really know him that well. Um, But as you mentioned, a very big uh, member of the of the Spanish community. I know he was kind of like running a lot of the restreams and things like that. Um, oh yeah, so,
2: he he puts a lot of time. I know he's currently a council member. Yeah, that, uh, that oh, guy yeah. puts a lot of time into Rando. He's awesome, dude. Awesome fellow. Yeah, another person I'm definitely looking
0: forward to hearing from. Yeah, I'm really excited to hear from him. Uh, next up uh, on season two, we'll have Oro. Uh, oh, big Oro. fan of Oro. They are super awesome. I've been like a mod in my in my chat for a long time. Is uh, oh, yeah. a mod I on the s- two sixteen podcast. They are, they're all over the place.
2: I, I love Aura. Yeah, Oro, I've seen around the rando scene for quite a while. No, he, he, you go around that dude, he's full of posit- positivity. That dude's mm-hmm. just a genuinely nice person. Yeah, I, I like him. He's Super a great nice. person.
0: And, uh, yeah, excited for them to, to have a, a good conversation. I know they're a little nervous about being on the show, but uh, uh no, 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 no. I, I think they're awesome, so
2: it's going to be fun. Yeah, you managed to pull out Sigma out here, you know. Anybody who's nervous, come on.
0: You, I'm sure you'll be able to make them com- comfortable <laughs> right here. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Uh, this one I'm really excited about. Scottish Brave is going to be on the show for season two.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, I do know her. I do know her. I know you were that. You mentioned it a couple of times in the previous uh, podcast how you were looking forward to having Scottish Brave and certain uh, other somebody else try to get it as far Kane. as the yeah, can? yeah, it's in our yeah. Turn, yeah, and uh, the tur- main tournament. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, I know she's, she's a really awesome. good runner, but and she's like exploded on the on the scene. Like she performed really well in the main tournament, and, and you know did some some stuff in the brackets and made some noise there. And you know is no, yeah, she's just definitely kind, awesome kind of, runner. Yeah, so uh, I love her accent too. So I get to do a whole conversation with her with that <laughs> with that awesome Scottish accent. So that's always fun. Uh that'll be a fun uh, talk there. All right, tell me what you think about this next guest for season two, Shireen.
2: Oh no! Let's move on. Next, no. <laughs> no, no, that guy. You know, Shireen also a, a, a you know a veteran of the Rando scene and Rando scene. He's yeah. been around for a long time. Really good runner. Very modest about his uh, execution. I know he's a really good runner. He's he's yeah. great. Good person yeah, overall. I, I, it's gonna be Please fun to talk to Shireen time. Please give him a hard time. I can't time wait to talk to, him, to him about season four of the league. Uh, we can skip, uh, <laughs> you know, fast forward from that. Just fast forward. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, uh,
0: another guest on season two is going to be Sinek.
2: Oh, okay, that's a bit, another big name right there. Uh, the person who runs the sh- pretty much the the whole uh, the
0: Randall, right? He the the dude yeah. that just runs the whole Randall team. Yeah, when he created Sahabot, it's just sort of became the way that people generate seeds. And then all the, the crazy things that you could do with Sahabot is he seen with like that tournament, that beer and, and structural micro running, you know, like all, oh just, gosh, all that stuff, yeah. like all the stuff that's way beyond my scope and skill is is because of Synaxo. So. I'm really excited to talk to him. Uh, He's made
2: life simple for all of us uh, scrubs out there. All it takes is simple a command, and boom, there's your seed.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome. So that's going to be a great conversation. Going to have Trinex
2: on the show for season two. Oh, Trinex, yeah. Uh, Definitely another another runner out there that I do know of. Uh, I know he's also a big NMG runner as well. So, is he? yeah. Another, I, yeah I, didn't, he, I didn't know that. At least last time I chatted with him, he was running NMG. And I don't know oh, if he okay. does it frequently, but I do see him at 40 bonks every now and then running NMG. What so. I like about
0: Trinex is the fact how how chill he is. Like a very calm, chill guy. And he kind of understood more than anyone what I was trying to accomplish with the league. And he, he was the first one to compare the league to like a, soft, like a beer softball league where it's just like hanging with your buds and drinking beers and playing a game and uh, right, right. I'll never forget and I, th- I think it was either season one or season two I think it was season one we had an inverted seed and this is when inverted was pretty new and in uh, uh, the moon pearl was in crystal roller room but I it I couldn't figure it out because I you know I hadn't run a lot of, I hadn't run cross keys at all uh, but you needed like the mirror and whatever to get you know how how it is Uh, inverted where you got to go on the mountain and do some weird stuff and it took me forever and I ended up forfeiting early and felt super bad about that and then the seed was awful like it took almost two hours for him to to finish the seed but uh, excited (laughs) to talk to him about that okay that'd be Uh, cool yeah yeah really excited about that one alright so uh, kicking off season uh, two is the next person on the list wall kicks oh okay wall kicks a scary
2: name out there in the Rando community, especially in cross-key scene. mm mm-hmm. yeah. 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 No, that's yeah, going to be a fun one.
0: <laughs> yeah, just like a good dude, right? Like, Walkicks is just a good person. and uh, Yeah, genuinely nice
2: person. He's very fun to mess around with, too. Like, uh, this guy has a really positive upbeat. I I really enjoy talking with him. and You know, every now and then, like to give him a hard time as well.
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah, but yeah. positivity is what Wall Kicks is about, and uh, I enjoy that. hmm A hundred percent. Yeah, Willard J. Bradley is going to be a guest on season two. Oh, yeah. That's another, you know, it's another, I like
2: to say, another face of Randall here in the Rando community. You yeah. Know, just like Andy, he's been around mm-hmm. the block for,
0: you know, several years and made himself a big name here in the Rando community. Yeah. He was on the couch for the uh, SGDQ run. He's either SGDQ or AGDQ, I can't remember the one, the infamous Andy versus Christo swordless match that kind of got everyone into Rando. Uh, he was oh. on the couch doing commentary for that. So, been around for a oh, long time. Has a really, really big community. And uh, we'll be really good to talk with him.
2: Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't even know that. But, that yeah, another runner that's been around for several years. And he's very awesome. Very friendly. Yeah,
0: that's another mm-hmm. uh, interview. I can't wait to hear what he has to say. All right. The final guest for season two is your favorite and mine, Zero Rush. Oh, no. Please, let's just move on. Skip it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, Zero Rush. You know, another guy I'm a big fan of. Also a big NMG runner, although he hasn't run recently, but he's, yeah. you know, big guy, NMG. He, he's awesome. I mean, he's got a
0: 124, right? Like, he's freaking good. He I got that a couple years ago, but yeah it's still a
2: really good runner solid overall scary name too in the random scene but he's really cool like you know I hang out with him every now and then he's chill he's an awesome mm-hmm. dude I really like yeah. him and also yeah another one I'm really uh, can't wait to hear what he has to say please give these guys a hard time <laughs> especially Zero for sure yes
0: alright that's, that's uh, the season 2 lineup uh, gonna be coming at you starting in two weeks what do you think Gamma
2: uh, dude, you have yourself a nice pile of names right here. This is a lot of names right here. Big names like Andy, Willard, Daycloud, mm-hmm. Area. you know, world record holder. These are just big names in uh, the Future random scene. So, yeah,
0: all looking forward to what they have to say. Yeah, uh, it was crazy is spicy. Is there, Yeah, there's so many names of people that I still want to interview. Like, there's so many people in this community that I want to interview. Like, another favorite runner of mine is Zelga Descent I still haven't scheduled anything with him I definitely need to talk to Zelga at some point oh uh,
2: he's a uh, execution god as well in the rando scene I don't know if he runs mm-hmm. energy but he's you know not a person I would be happy to race against when a 1v1 yeah definitely he's super not. scary to race
0: <laughs> so hopefully we'll get him on for season three but there's a a ton of people I want to talk to in season three but season two lineup is is huge and uh, yeah Gamma thanks for coming on again and uh and uh, going over this list with me.
2: Uh, Absolutely. It's fun to go over with. But yeah, spicy names all around. I really can't wait to hear when
0: this comes out. Yeah. All right. So thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. I can't thank you all enough. Like, the response to the show has been amazing. The downloads every week have gone up. The subscriber numbers have gone up. And uh, with the exception of the Gamma episode, all of the episodes have just been excellent like okay let's settle down let's settle down i was about
2: (laughs) to pounce on you
0: there (laughs) Uh, i mean it's just been such a good time talking with everyone and uh kind of uh i don't know just doing what we've been doing on the podcast so uh make sure you subscribe uh wherever you can Uh, join the discord if you can um 216pod.com has the link to the discord and uh Yeah. Thank you all so much for just being a part of the show. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks.